everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful, smoggy Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. <laughs> the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, we're going to be talking about, you know, Trump's ban on Muslims. Mm-hmm. Seem to be the thing to talk about that everybody's talking about this week, so. It's the only thing you can talk about, right? <laughs> well, everything that everybody's talking about right now has the word Trump involved somewhere. Uh. I'm tired of it. Well, we got to keep going. It's week one, my friend. <laughs> well, no, it's, we're in, we're in week two now. We're in week two. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, uh, it's been a week. Buckle up, because it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. We it's got gonna, we got some years of stay this. bumpy. Yeah, indeed. Lots of turbulence. Indeed, but we can talk about some things that aren't that. Uh, also, yeah, no. In fact, I have uh, I have something. That's not Trump's ban on Muslims. It's Trump's statement on the Holocaust. <laughs> oh, goody. <laughs> if, Might as well just get it out of the way. If anybody needs to chime way. in on that particular subject, <laughs> I do believe it's our dear leader. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, on uh, Friday, uh, January 27th, yeah. uh, it was uh, International Holocaust Remembrance Day. Yeah. And it is uh, standard for the president of the United States to... Uh, issue a statement um, about the Holocaust. Okay. Uh, and this year, of course, Trump did as expected. And he, <laughs> he, he issued a statement that completely ignored and did not mention the Jews at all. Oh, oh. During. Okay. <laughs> What did he say? <laughs> it doesn't leave much. Well, he talked about the the innocent people oh. who perished. Well, maybe he's being inclusive of like the gays and the the Roma people, and and that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, and it is often the case that you know people will mention the Jews in the Holocaust uh, since it was six million Jews, right? Who. Uh, who uh, died in the Holocaust. Uh, about 2 million uh, Roma, which is a shocking number as well. That's high. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, there were, as you said, the uh, the gays and um, Jehovah's Witnesses and what have you. Yeah. But nonetheless, so here's the statement. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, which, which, uh, did it come out through Twitter? Uh, no. Okay. No. I think this well, was a real statement. At least there's that. Uh, I, I would say uh, he probably did not write it. Um, oh. He says I mean, if it, is, it doesn't mention Jews, it was probably Bannon, right? <laughs> probably it is with a heavy heart and somber mind that we remember and honor the victims, survivors, heroes of the Holocaust. It is impossible to fully fathom the depravity and horror inflicted on innocent people by Nazi terror. Yet we know that in the darkest hours of humanity, light shines the brightest. As we remember those who died, we are deeply grateful for those who risked their lives to save the innocent. In the name of the perished, I pledge to do everything in my power throughout my presidency and my life to ensure that the evil forces of that the forces of evil never again defeat the powers of good. Today, we will make love and tolerance prevalent throughout the world. I, I don't think he knows which side of that argument he's on. <laughs> I think... The actions that he has taken over the past week, including on that day, yeah. uh, might not cast him in the place that he thinks he's being cast. Yeah, it's really, um, it's quite shocking that uh, he, he he just wouldn't mention the groups. Yeah. I mean, I guess in in one way you could say, well, don't we all know by this point who died in the Holocaust. But then there's the other point, which is we should never stop talking about it. And we should never right. stop talking about the horrors and the fact that specifically a religious minority group yeah. was targeted. Here, You know what? There's a reason why I actually like that he didn't mention the Jews. Mm-hmm. And that is because he is now targeting a group that is not Jewish. Right. And you know what? When he says something like, the people of and the innocent victims of, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. We can just shove that right back in his face. Yeah. Because, like, the fact of the matter is that, you know, if he had said Jews and Roma, then when we said, hey, what are you doing to the Muslims? He'd say, well, it's not Jews and Roma. Yeah. But now we can just be like, hey, look, 
Yeah. It's innocent people. Remember innocent people? Yeah. Remember those guys? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that happened. There you go. Oh, Donald. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. You're a dumb, dumb, dumb man. Uh, uh, I'm going to take us to Pakistan. That, okay. That bastion of religious tolerance, Pakistan, uh, <laughs> where uh, one of their big TV stars has been has been shut down, at least temporarily. Okay. Uh, banned. Okay. Um, now, when I think of Pakistan, if I imagine them banning a, one of their big television stars. Mm, yeah. Is it a man or a woman? A man. Man, okay. I imagine it is because he has committed some sort of blasphemy. Or right, or his mustache isn't thick enough. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 100%. Uh no. Uh here's here's why he was he was banned because he accused other people of blasphemy. Whoa. Now here's the big thing. That is not your duty, sir. <laughs> that is that is for the us. government's duty. You are taking our jobs now, <laughs> sir. So you usurper Amir Liaquat Hussein. <laughs> okay. Which, by the way, Liaquats, I don't know if you've had them. They're those little oranges. They're, they're bitter. Anyway. Oh, no, that's kumquats. Anyway, l- mis- he's referred to several times in this as, as Liaquat. So I assume that that's his last name. And then the Hussein part is just like an add-on. I don't know what that means. They just throw it around. Um, however. Tack it on to anybody's name. Uh, he, so in, so he has, <laughs> what's weird Oh, other parts of the country or of the world. What's weird is that he uh, he does this weird mix of game shows and like religious commentary, like social commentary. Okay. So he's been accusing all of these sort of liberal people who who want to, uh, you know, liberalize or at least uh, uh, open up the door for more uh, tolerant religiously mm. tolerant laws. Yeah. He thinks that that's blasphemous and wants oh, yeah. and accuses them of blasphemy against Muhammad. Now the problem with accusing someone of blasphemy against Muhammad in Pakistan is that that person may actually get killed and not by a court of law. Oh, it's like yelling fire in a crowded theater. It really is. Like Whoa. it's genuinely like that there. So <laughs> for a major television personality to say this guy is committing blasphemy against Muhammad. Like there was recently, uh, the the in 2011, the governor of Punjab province, yeah, was assassinated by one of his own bodyguards after he and all he. The reason was he was calling for reform of the blasphemy laws. Whoa! Like this is how serious blasphemy is taken there. It's Holy like shit. It's like if if you are accused of blasphemy. Your life is genuinely in danger. Oh, my God. If let's you, let's you, never go to Pakistan. I, well, no. Hell no. That is not. That place is not on my list. No. Uh, yeah, especially you and I. Like, there's, there's evidence that we have, that have, we might have blasphemed. We, we may have blasphemed once or twice <laughs> in, the, in the world. But, yeah. Uh, there are, yeah. The, the, the guy, yeah. People are getting killed all over the place. Uh, so... So he got he got so, banned. That's what's amazing is wow. that like they did the right thing essentially in this case. I mean, I'm all for free speech, but you can't yell fire in a theater. And right. if people are going to be murdered, like if Just if like, like you can't yell blasphemy in uh, Pakistan, it's a well known thing. <laughs> it's just a it's, that's just it's a standard. Dangerous. Yeah, people will die. Yeah, stampedes. And it's weird because blasphemy itself is a criminal offense there. So it's like they could just let the the law take its force. But no, it's it's vigilantism. Oh wow. Craziness. Well, they want to make sure that it, that the person is killed properly. <laughs> Good Can't and leave these things up to the state. Good and proper. Yeah. You know. They're just going to bungle it up with all their bureaucracy. And, yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. Huh. All right. Uh well, Dan, yes sir. Uh Oh boy, uh, I I I always find stories of people who uh, choose to defend themselves in court to be very interesting. 
fools for a lawyer that's, or a client yeah, or whatever. That's the the old expression. Yeah. Uh, well, a uh, former Toledo firefighter and his son are currently representing themselves in a uh, in a case against them, um, wherein they are being tried for sexually abusing children in their home. Oh, oh including uh, a uh, stepdaughter of the man, the former firefighter, yeah, uh, who was shackled uh, for over a three-year oh, period of time, God, and uh, was repeatedly raped by both him and his son. Oh man! Uh, and they ha- they do not trust uh, legal argument uh, to be a good defense, and so they will rely on one book. Oh, I bet I can guess the book. <laughs> I'll bet I can. I'll bet I can beat you there. <laughs> All right, Dan, tell us what book. That would be the Holy Bible. <laughs> this is true. Uh, the uh, the only legal book that matters. Yep. Uh, their name. The names of these two are uh, Timothy and Esten Saboro. Uh, Esten, the son, uh, told the judge, "There's a great deal of strategy in Scripture, and I use those strategies in everything I do." It's a vital part of everything I do. Is this what the what he told the judge to justify him defending himself with the Bible, right? <laughs> and so the judge God. is uh, initially the judge was not going to allow them to even uh, one of them. I forget which one was not going to be allowed to defend himself, just because the person makes no sense whenever he. I mean, clearly these two are right deranged. Yeah, uh, but one of them is especially uh, Timothy. So the father. Uh, was asked back in October by the judge um, if he knew what the charges were that uh, he was being, you know, brought to, to, to trial yeah. with. Uh, and uh, he says that they were charged with offenses against his children. Uh, what, what, what are the offenses? Uh, bad things. I don't want to talk about now, Your Honor. Uh, oh my god and so there's just a there, it's just kind of a big fucking mess um yeah you did bad things the child's mother stefonda hawkins um has been arrested um on an unrelated parole violation okay uh, so these the, these folks really got it all it's figured great, out it's a great family um Esten also told the judge uh this was um when he was arguing to be able to defend himself professionals built the, the titanic amateurs built the ark yeah that's one that you hear sometimes and that uh, doesn't make any sense but it's one that you hear sometimes <laughs> so the uh the judge is uh going to allow them to use the bible in their defense uh with the clear statement that of course it is not a book of law right uh and that they may not uh question any witnesses using the bible right um and uh then blah 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 but i actually think that as far as like a a book that might actually be able to defend these two it probably is the bible the bible's not filled with good people no the bible i mean (laughs) the bible helps justify a lot of bad action i'm sure someone can point out to me a scripture that condones the shackling and and uh and and molesting of it children probably is in, the in there i'm sure it's in there somewhere so so, so anyway yeah. i there so, you go the bible one of the defense <laughs> yet another reason why it's a good thing <clears throat> that the laws of the united states of america are not based on <laughs> judeo-christian laws yeah exactly as is claimed by so many on the right mm. uh all right i'm gonna talk about knights in Ooh. shining armor. Oh, my favorite. Uh, the Knights of Malta, which you know some about. You, uh, you encountered a little, a little bit about them uh, while you were in Rome. Well, yeah, I knew a guy who was an accountant for them. <laughs> for the Knights of Malta. <laughs> the Knights of Malta. <laughs> so he actually like uh, took us through their little palace thing Ooh. Um, in Rome and got a nice little tour. Yeah. Of like stuff general public doesn't get to see ever yeah the knights of malta they're not based in malta strangely no they're just the knights the knights of they are a group of uh of men mm-hmm. oh no there are some women there are dames of malta as well oh are they i think so yeah 
I, huh. I had to do a little re- bit of research on these guys because I was like, what the fuck are they? Because well, here's what happened. There's been a shakeup <gasps> uh, at the Knights. No. Um, the head of the Knights of Malta, the Grand Master, which sounds a little clan, Ku Klux Klan-y to me. Yeah. Uh, of the Knights of Malta has been asked by Pope Francis to uh, turn in his armor. Or <laughs> rather to uh, oh to resign. God. Oh. Which is a th- which is not a thing. Like Grandmaster of Knights of Malta is like a lifetime position. It's like being Pope. You don't you don't ever Well, how dare the Pope then? Well, he's been uh he's been acting naughty, apparently. Uh-oh. Uh he he and another guy, uh former Cardinal Raymond Burke. Do you remember Cardinal Burke? He was I remember this he's name. from yeah. here, he was kind of a douchebag from the u.s and then he was in the curio and then a jerk right the jerk and then yeah and then uh and then uh pope francis kicked him out of the curia and uh and gave him a ceremonial position over the knights of malta as the patron of the knights of malta which is basically like uh, this big insult so theoretically oh it sounds lovely though yeah i mean it's it's the patron it's a cushy job yeah you don't have to do anything but it's an insult. But but it's a demotion from the curia. Oh wow! So basically, it's like going being you know being one of the inner sanctum, one of the one of the highest up in the in Catholicism, yeah. And then just being in and being kicked out of that and get, being given some ceremonial job that means nothing to anybody. Oh well, except surely to not. the Knights of yeah, Malta. Exactly. They they probably love this guy. And Burke, he's he's their patron. He was he, and he was kicked out for uh, for being like majorly critical of Pope Francis. Right. Okay. And he's continued to be majorly critical of Pope Francis. And he and this guy, this uh, this Grand Dragon Grandmaster, <laughs> Festing, um, were colluding against festing. another guy. Okay. This other guy who was who was just like sort of one of the higher ups in the Knights of Malta, and who had allowed some of their charity to go to a group uh, that also that allowed condoms. Oh dear. And there was like, and they, they no were like, way. they they muscled him out and he went to the Pope Francis and was like, Hey, they can't do that. So anyway, Oh yeah. More than anything, I just want everybody to know about the Knights of Malta because it's just old fat men in goofy costumes. Yeah. And you like, like, look at this guy. That's the guy that's getting kicked out. That's uh. That's no. Robert Matthew Festing, former, now former, disgraced grandmaster. Look at all those medals. Yes, he's won medals and little epaulette things. Yeah, he's he's got yeah he's got all kinds of stuff going on, and that the belt that's like he's got an ornate about red to bust because of his gut. Right, he's got an ornate red coat that. Uh, and Francis looks like uh, he's just uh, kind of suffering through the whole thing, doesn't he? <laughs> I this stand was, next to this yeah, man. This was a... Uh, yeah. Are you watching The Young Pope, by the way? Not yet. Oh. I'm going to start it soon. Ooh, it's kind of fun. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, it, what, what, so here's the night. The Knights of Malta. Here, I just want to inform our, our listening audience. Apparently still have a military wing? Like, they are recognized oh, by the international community as a sovereign like group somehow and they like they all they do is charity really but like they have this like military wing that it that somehow interacts with the it's really strange i'd like to see somebody try to set this thing up today oh you can't (laughs) but this one does go back this one goes back to like the the 10 like 10 10 hundreds Wow. Yeah. The 11th century? Yes, indeed. My God, that's a long time ago. Founded circa 1048. Wow. They've been around. They are now the, they are now the longest extant, existing, the oldest existing order of knighthood, which is so meaningful now. Knighthood that really, orders. Yeah, that's so uh, meaningful in, in wow, a modern context. Ooh. Well, you know, I mean, you keep, you keep these things up if you can. Sure. You know? Especially, here's the deal. If you've got sovereignty, you better not let that slip away. The international community is like, oh, yeah, I have a military, too. You got something good going on. (laughs) Like, that's that's something special. Yeah. Well, anyway. Anyway, there you go. 
a big shakeup at a order of knighthood, whatever that means. <laughs> All right. Well, Dan. Yeah. Um, apparently, um, the Super Bowl's happening. It is. Um, not soon. Not now, but next week. Next yeah. week, I think. Yep. I mean, I don't know. I don't really pay attention to these things. I'm actually surprised every year when it comes around. <laughs> I forget that it's an annual event. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, there are there's a, a, a little uh, report that just came out about mm. um, how churches in this nation have to deal with uh, and what do they do in response to uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's on um, a Sunday every year. Yeah, so uh, two in five churches, apparently, in this nation, uh, will be adjusting their activities on Sunday to accommodate wow. the Super Bowl. Uh, That's actually a lot. Yeah. Um, let's see. The, the little pie chart. Uh, 59% will continue with normal Sunday night activity uh, unchanged. Uh, 12% will adjust their Sunday night activity 24% will uh, include, will adjust their activities to include uh, watching the game. Mm. And <laughs> 5%, 1 in 20, will outright cancel whatever else they had planned <laughs> for Sunday night so that their, uh, their, their, their parishioners can, yeah. can just go enjoy themselves. Good. Here's an interesting statement. Uh, this is coming from Scott McConnell, executive director of Lifeway Research. They're that kind of Christian-y, you know, research group. Mm -hmm. They look into shit like this. Right. Um, he says, while Christians believe the truth does not change, we recognize practices often do. Churches face a difficult task of navigating between wanting to remain countercultural, interesting word, yeah. and still reaching the culture. Uh, in this study, we find churches coming to different conclusions, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but I, I thought that was really interesting that I've never thought of churches as countercultural. I find them to be very <laughs> entrenched in our culture. Right. Uh, but then you get to the real religion of our culture, which is football. Yeah. And once you, hit, once you butt heads with that. And even the churches will kowtow yeah. to football. Yeah. Once a year, it's just going to happen. Football uh, supersedes everything else. Um, did you like that? I didn't use the word Trump. Uh, <laughs> I refuse to use, I'm substituting supersedes. Whenever I want to use the word Trump. Wait, can we just, can we, can we talk about <laughs> President supersede? <laughs> anyway, um, of course it breaks down, uh, there, you know, uh, like Church of Christ uh, 78% of Church of Christers will be uh, continuing as usual. Yeah. 65% of Baptists will be sticking to their normal plan. 100% of Mormons. Yeah. Because they're so boring. But they don't really have Sunday night activities. Sunday night's it's kind afternoon, of, uh, but yeah, they're not. Nobody's going to cancel church. Well, what time does the Super Bowl start? Well, I don't know about like six o'clock. The time zones. It's like four o'clock. No, it's like. Four-ish, I don't know. Here. 11 in the morning? Uh, see, I don't know. I don't know, and I honestly... I should have cared enough, since I'm doing a story on it. <laughs> but I don't care. Um, it's 4.30. Uh, that's going to get in the way of some... What time zone is that? Oh, that's mountain time. 4.30 mountain time. So, yeah, there. I guess there's some... Uh, there's going to be some people running home. Yeah. 3.30 Pacific. Oh, boy. What are those Mormons going to do? Shh. Probably skip out early, you mm -hmm. know. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's it's interesting. Obviously, also older pastors mm. are less likely to yield. Oh, of whereas course, they the are. Very young pastors uh, uh, also want to watch the game, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> and haven't uh, really built up their uh, their curmudgeon selves. Right, yet. indeed. Um, <laughs> life hasn't disappointed them so much yet. Uh, so yeah, fuck your football. <laughs> Come to my damn sermon. I'm going to talk about how bad football is. Yeah, yeah. Can't let this is a this is a what would it be a a false god? Yeah, right. What is you that? You worship your idols. Idols. That's what it is. Idol worship. You 
I mean, there really is a li- a literal like golden football. I think that the the big trophy that's awarded and, is well, a and golden. at the at the end, everybody bows down to it, right? And chants and, uh, and, chants, their, and their, chants, "We worship the football." <laughs> uh, you know, it's basically the truth. Might as well be. I, I, people people get into that football stuff. Yeah, I'm kind of amazed. I'm gonna I'm gonna get us into something else here. Uh, an even oh, yeah? bigger clash than, than that between the New England Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I know it's Atlanta. <laughs> I work with a guy from Atlanta, and he's super stoked, but I can't remember what they're called. Anyway, bigger than that <laughs> is uh, is President of the Philippines, Ro- Rodrigo, Rodrijo, I don't know how he says it, Duterte, Ooh. who... Uh, who is clashing with the Pope. <gasps> no. The Philippines is one of the very few uh, uh, Asian countries to be uh, mostly Catholic. Mm, that's Yeah. It is a mostly, mostly Catholic uh, thing. Duterte is kind of like their Trump. He just doesn't give a fuck what anybody <laughs> thinks. Um, well. And he's been, do- he's been waging this war on drugs in which he actually like declares war and shoots people, and like it, it's been bad. There have been like people have been disappearing and dying uh, in oh, this war. Like he under. personally goes and shoots them. I think actually he did. I think actually he said like he himself was involved in at least one thing. Oh my god! I don't. I don't have that pulled up, but I do remember there being something about that. But but he, he also, participated in a firing squad. He also gives the orders. Shut like, up. So anyway, um, the Catholic Church has been critical of this approach, uh, as you might expect them to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, a, that's not a good way of approaching this. Um, but, and, and relations have been tense between uh, Duterte and the, and the Pope, mm-hmm. who uh, at one point Duterte famously called the Pope a son of a bitch for causing traffic snarl-ups, which is... <laughs> wow. Great thing to cause an international incident over, I think. Uh, Might as well just always say what's on your mind. Right? That's usually a good thing. That's, uh, that's, that's Duterte and Trump. Uh, he, so Duterte, uh, basically, uh, he had just mended things with the Pope. Like, he had sent a guy to Rome to receive a letter, to to send a letter to the Pope, Mm. And the Pope had said, well, I will bless your country and I will bless your president. Mm, And that's the message that went back with this guy. And then like days later, Duterte was uh, mad about uh, about the criticism that the the bishops in that country had of his policies. (laughs) And he said uh, and he started just lashing out, which is awesome. Uh, he has de- basically declared a showdown uh, using the word showdown. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> he, he said, uh, you expose me? Fine. I expose you. No. Why? Your mistake is just all right, but ours is not? Bullshit. That is a big joke. He said bullshit. Uh-huh. Wow, I like this guy. You asked for it. He so shoots you, from the hip. You really want a showdown? Showdown. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is some Hollywood screenwriter. He said, if, this. if you like, cannot mend your ways, and he's, here's what he's talking about. Here's another part of the quote. He says, uh, you criticize the police. You criticize me for what? You have the money. You are all crazy. When we were making confessions to you, you were being, we were being molested. They are touching us. What is your moral ascendancy, religion? What is the meaning of it? Well, Okay. <laughs> Good on him. He's got him there. Yeah, that was, um, that was actually a good point. <laughs> so it's it's the the clash of two evils. Wow. It's the uh, it's the like it's hideous uh, uh, overstepping actions of a dictator apparently yeah. versus right. hideous overstepping actions of a religion. Ding ding! Start the showdown. <laughs> <laughs> Good oh my God, Lord! That's fantastic. It's uh, yeah, that's. I don't know. I, I don't know who sides for what. 
in that uh in in that country like like i wonder what the people they they got to side with their church right wouldn't you think they're probably just going about their business they're probably just doing <laughs> just like oh boy they got they do have problems with drugs there so there you go anyway uh if you guys have anything you'd like to chip in uh tell us tell us about any of these stories uh please feel free to write to us podcast at thank god i'm atheist.com or you can call and leave us a voicemail message the telephone number is 424-666-8442 indeed uh go to the facebook page facebook.com slash tgi atheist and while there search for the tgia members only lounge and request to join it's a closed group but we'll let you in and and protect then, your privacy. Yes, indeedy. Hey, Dan. What? Uh, do you like listening to people say shitty things? Here's what I like. <laughs> what I like is miracles. <gasps> yeah? I'm a fan of miracles. Oh. And... Uh, and we have tracked down proof positive <laughs> of miracles. Uh, who is this guy? Uh, is, I don't even remember his name. This is, well, he's from Morningstar Ministries. Right. He's, right. He's, <laughs> and he's Rick Joyner. Is this Rick Joyner? Yeah. He's the, he's the big guy over yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And, he's, and he's, he's a big guy. And he is talking about, he's, uh, he's talking about how, uh, how he knows that he's created a good, a good environment for the Lord. <laughs> Because he's seen some shit. Literally a good environment. <laughs> Lord, where's that place where you dwell? Can we build something where you're going to live? And he gave me a promise that, yeah, we're going to experience the presence of the Lord. Now, we've had some encounters. As Morningstar is known, we have visitations occasionally. Spectacular ones. We had the cloud appear in the middle of the stage. Two or three, several thousand people saw that cloud, appeared, then moved horizontally across the stage. It's like a pillar of cloud. We've had times when here in our building here, it rained inside. And I'm talking about big raindrops. We got it on video in our archive somewhere. But, I mean, it was like like a downpour shower inside the building. And it was clear sunshine outside. It wasn't the roof leaking or anything. We've just had stuff like that, and I love that kind of stuff. But even those are visitations. You know, Lord will bless many things he won't inhabit. He'll even visit things he won't inhabit. So we've got to be in pursuit of that place where he dwells. Oh, I just love it when he does that. <laughs> when, when he rains inside your shit. Oh, yeah. It's the best. You know, got a little bit of cleanup to do afterwards. Yeah, but... I mean, you know, I had just bought that suit, that dry clean only suit, but <laughs> fuck it. It's Jeebus raining, raining inside. It's a miracle. I want to see that video. Yeah, Pastor Joyner, why don't you uh, whip out that? You got it in your archives. You said it's there. Let's see it. I want, I want to see the cloud. That column cloud moving around. Sounds great. Stage. I mean, honestly, rain. If you've got that footage, you could have so many believers. Oh, I know. Oh, but it's just I love it when he does it. Oh, I just love the Lord. <laughs> oh, he does such praise a, Jesus. Oh, he's just I love. Have you had that? I love his visitations. Have you had that experience where like somebody will claim some like miracle, and it's just like you know it's bullshit. Like someone. At one point, I was talking to some born-again dude, and, like, he was running some, thing, some camp for kids, and I was like, you know that this is bullshit, right? And he was like, no, it's real, and blah, 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 and, and you know, this kid, blah, 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 was, was, uh, was healed of a broken, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. And I was just like, okay, I know that that's not possible, right. or, like, you know, vision was healed, was restored, or whatever. Right. But, yeah, I guess I can't refute it. I don't know what the deal was there, and, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's... And he's like, the, but he's claiming personal knowledge of it. Like, I knew this kid. He had this affliction, and he was, and it went uh, away. I've heard the first-person accounts of these kind of things. I right. mean, the stupid, you know, living in the Bible Belt Oh my god, nonsense. And yeah. somebody's father is some crackpot 
pastor of some little tiny congregation. You know, I mean, that's what, yeah. that's what you run into all the time. Yeah. And I remember this guy telling a story about he had a one, one leg was shorter than the other <laughs> and the Lord made them both the same length. It's a miracle. And then he was talking about his own legs and he was like, and this, and it wasn't just a little bit shorter, you know, right. a good six inch shorter. I had to wear platform shoes. Oh, and he got really into it. And then huh. he was like, pow, I heard my foot hit the ground. Lord made my foot the same length. Wow. It was crazy. I was like, okay. You know, I'm You're a little like, Mormon I, kid and we don't can do I that. Talk don't to talk your, that uh, can I talk to your parents about that? Can we get some independent verification? Well, this, was the, this, was and, the, this was the father. I know. I'm saying like anybody. Can I talk to people who saw you before oh. and after? I, I just, I'm <laughs> right. going to have to do some independent research on this. <laughs> But it's a, that's a tricky one when somebody makes a claim like that because, like, if they're saying it right to your face, this happened to me. How do you look at them back in the eye and be like, "No, nah, that's bullshit." Well, that's Rick Joyner. I yeah. saw rain inside my church. Right, exactly. No, no, you didn't. Uh, you, you, you set off the crazy. fire sprinklers. That's yeah. what you did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's not God. That's that's your buddy Joe with a lighter. Yeah, upon the one of the heat sensors. <sighs> yeah. So there's that. There is that. Hey, we had some folks uh, call into us, did we not? Yes, we do. Um, let's see. We've got um, a listener who's responding to something that you said in our last episode, uh, and I think she does a great job telling the story. So let's just uh, listen in. All right. Hello, Dan Beach and Frank Feldman. My name is Brandy Beckett. I am a 44-year-old transgender woman, and I was just listening to your latest um, show, 269, where Dan was um, creating the scenario of the trans um, woman or the trans man being liked by the 1950s concept of America, right, because it cured a gay and made a straight. Um I found that hilarious because for me, I'm a late in life uh, transgender woman who I identified for 40 years of my life as a cisgender straight male. And I experienced all the white privilege of that lifestyle. And my realization that I'm trans came when I was 41 years old. So I started hormones Briefly after my discovery of my trans, me being transgender, my gender identity. Um, so I started hormones and within a few months of doing my hormone replacement therapy, my sexual attraction totally shifted from being attracted to femininity to being attracted to masculinity. So I only went through a brief period of lesbianism. I wish I was a lesbian longer. But I guess I will fit right into this ideal Americanism because I am now a straight woman. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. I love your show. Keep it up. Can't wait for the next one. Too bad about that missing out on that lesbian period. Yeah, well, it sounds while like it, it lasted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, they can't. They, you, you can't all get the fun ride. Sometimes you just have to go from straight to straight. Yeah. Skip the gay in the middle. I don't know. <laughs> Delightful. Uh, yeah, we have another voicemail. Uh, this is from a listener who's, who's very happy about a new development in her life uh, with, <laughs> oh, right. with her significant other. Yes. So let, let's, uh, let's listen in on that one. Hey, guys. I am super excited. I have something really awesome, and I have to share it because I live in the Deep South, and I'm not totally up to everyone, but I'm going to share my success because... Between me and my constant negotiating and the crazy election cycle, I had successfully deconverted my husband. Um, when he met, he was sort of a nominal Christian. He'd grown up in a super strict Wesleyan household. Um, I'm a secular Jew. Um, so that was always kind of a thing, not really with him or me, but with our families. And my husband is intelligent, and we'd always have these conversations. And slowly, 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 he's starting to see the light. He's starting to see Christianity for the crazy controlling conformity machine that it really is. And today, on the way to work, he finally jumped down that rabbit hole, and it's 
out of the Matrix, and I am so excited. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all of the arguments that I stole and encouragement. And if any of you guys out there, listeners, who are the, who are the atheist half of a interface marriage, don't give up. It is possible. You can do it. Just keep on gojining. Keep on doing it. And if anyone knows where to find a audio version of How to Make Atheists, let me know because my husband now wants to get out and let everyone know the real news. So thank you guys. Bye. Bogosianing. Wow. <laughs> that's it's that's become a, a verb. Yeah. It's become a verb. <laughs> for those who don't know, uh, it's been a while since we talked about a manual for creating atheists, which yeah. was written by a man named Peter Bogosian, who we had on the show. Yeah. Delightful. Nice guy. Uh, yeah. That's he. It's worth a read. That it book really is. Uh, yeah. It's it's all about a sort of a respectful but Socratic uh, way mm. of of sort of talking to believers and not you know not taking them on point for point on their beliefs, but rather mm. uh, taking them taking on the the notion of faith mm. as a way of knowing things, mm-hmm. as a means of epistemology. Oh, wow! That's to a use, good word to use fancy words that he Ooh. uses. Uh, but yeah, that's a, that, I tell you what, uh, if you're going to try to convert your, your spouse or your significant other away from their, uh, religion, that's a good way to go about it. It's the Bogosian way. Because yeah. it, because it is about being respectful and yeah. it is about not, it's not about, uh, it's sh- the, the key here is don't try to, uh, don't, don't try to tell your, your partner that their the their beliefs are stupid or whatever no but asking them critical questions yeah. and helping them think through you know their beliefs and how they know the things that or think they know the things that they you know believe uh yeah that, that's good it, it's that's good. A good thing and it's it conversation work. yeah that's really how he approaches it it's just having conversations right yeah you know when andrea and i first started dating she mm-hmm. was still more mormon so yeah I uh and I I didn't I did not have the goal of converting her. Right. I just she would ask me questions, I would ask her questions and uh my belief system won <laughs> in the in the end. <laughs> well, she was she was clearly on her way. She was out so on her way out. But yeah. She was primed and ready indeed. Uh well we have go. some people to thank, Dan. Oh yes, we uh, uh we have some new patrons on Patreon. We do indeed. Uh, so I want to get right to it and thank these kind folk. Uh, we have three new faithful listeners. Uh, we have Courtney, Robert, and, and then uh, actually it's a couple, this last one, uh, Stephen and Kelsey. Oh, um, bless, blessed be you all. <laughs> and then there's... You fa- ye faithful. <laughs> and then Stephen is now a venerable uh, listener. And uh, James continues to be our Lord and Savior. Well, that that is amazing, you guys. Uh, hey, so if you guys want to participate in helping out to, to keep this thing going and, 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 and become one of these uh, venerated uh, sorts of uh, people, mm-hmm. you can go to thankgodimatheist.com and click on the Patreon uh, button there. You know, if you can't afford to be a patron of our show which uh, you know some people can't that's fine you can also help out by going to uh, to iTunes or whatever podcasting app you li- uh, you listen to the our show on and giving us a, a favorable review yeah we love that yeah helps, that actually helps out a lot I think that's how we uh, grew our listenership yeah. in a lot of ways was yeah. great reviews so 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 do that give us five star you can do both you can give us the five star review and be a patron. You know, you can do everything. Do all do the it. things. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and and may the the Frank and Dan bless you and keep you in nomine patria et filii et spiritus sancti. Okay. Here's the deal. Nah. We have this new guy who's the president of the United States now. No, we don't. Uh, I refuse. I refuse to come to, to, to live in reality. To Dan. come to terms with this fact. 
Uh, it is a fact. He's living in the Oval Office sometimes. Actually, is he? Is he? I don't think one lives in one. Oh, not in the Oval Office. In the White House. He's occupying the Oval Office. But does he even live at the White House? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He. Uh, Did he, 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 to- he he actually he quite loves sleeping in the room that Abraham Lincoln uh, slept in. Yeah. Uh, and then just to make sure that we all didn't think he was an idiot because, you know, there's the Lincoln bedroom and he's clearly not sleeping in the Lincoln bedroom. Right. He uh, chimed in with, yeah, you know, like this, the Lincoln bedroom was actually his office. <laughs> and we're, we actually I sleep in the same room as Lincoln. Isn't that something? In this building, quite, quite the building. What, what that means is that he paid attention for like 15 seconds <laughs> to what the guy giving him the tour said. Like, just so you know, Mr. President. Like he picked up, he picked up on one of he the did. things. Yeah. And that's the only thing the, well, I guarantee there's, there's you. There's probably a welcome to the White House video that they uh, show <laughs> new, uh, new, <laughs> new president. It was, it was made by, uh, by, you know. It's Lady, ja- starring Jackie Kennedy. It's Lady Bird Johnson oh, Lady Bird. <laughs> <laughs> walking around over here. Anyway, <laughs> welcome, Mr. President. Welcome to the White House. Yeah, I would say Mr. President at that yeah. time, though now, who knows? Well, still hasn't happened. Still Dan. hasn't happened. Uh, well, so he's done a lot of stuff recently he's uh, a in- busy man including uh making sure that he has all the alternative facts he can hold <laughs> in those tiny little hands of his oh no um but here here's something that isn't an alternative fact this is an actual real fact he has uh with a stroke of a pen banned all refugees from coming into the united states of well, america well f- specifically from uh seven nations well he's banned all refugees for a minute oh yeah right 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 right. but he's also but yes he's also made immigrants Im- from Im- also yeah. banned immigrants from uh seven or anyone nations. anyone from yeah those countries from entering right he's 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 now the the state department is now not giving visas to anyone from iran iraq syria sudan libya yemen and somalia wow uh all refugees. That's this is a crime. This is a very, very well thought out policy. <laughs> um, if by thought out policy you mean just sort of actions of an id with small hands walking around wanting to hate, which I think that's basically <laughs> all that's happened. Yeah, a little. He. Yeah, I think. I think when I think Trump took a shit and his own id. Popped out of his bum yeah. in the form of Steve Bannon. And you think this is a small id? I guess it's all, it's pretty big. <laughs> Everybody talks about his ego being big, but that would be the thing that actually reigns in the id. Yeah. Uh, if yeah. we're going with Freudian analysis. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, no, not, so, so the immigration ban is crazy. And and actually has they they've actually like turned people with green cards around and sent them back to to the places that they were horrifying. Coming. This is <laughs> this is disgusting, <laughs> horrible, awful shit. These are people who are already vetted. But he, you know what? He, <laughs> beyond being vetted, beyond being they, like they they live here. here. They they work here. Like they want this, to stay here. This is, this is where they're building their life. And the, the U.S. has already said. We agree. Yes. You you belong and here. And now you are a permanent resident. Right. Nope. Not allowed. No. You're done. Um so th- so that's like but that's just immigration th- stuff. The uh, the whole refugee thing is crazy. And the best part about it uh is the dog whistle of that shit happening on on Holocaust Memorial Day. Isn't that like how seriously tone deaf are you? It's not tone deaf at all. I am convinced it is Steve Bannon go- doing a shout out to his boys. Like, woohoo! Look what I did on Holocaust. Look Day. what I made happen. It is a dog whistle to all the to the alt right assholes. Oh, it is God. it is on purpose. I hate all of this so much, dude. I it's fucking unreal. It's so Here's the thing. Here's the thing. As a friend of mine posted a thing. It was a it was a 
Theodore Geisel, Dr. Seuss uh, cartoon. Because you know he did a bunch of uh, anti-war or anti-Nazi cartoons during World War II. No, I don't know that. Yeah, he was a political cartoonist. No way. Yeah. That's cool. So he did a bunch of things. And one of them was uh, this one that had uh, a mother telling a scary story, you know, had a book open, was telling a scary story to her kids. Uh And it basically said, and then the wolf ate the little children, but they weren't from here, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) And on her shirt, how fucking spooky is this? It said, America first. Wow. Credit union underneath? (laughs) No. Uh, Uh, Yeah. So this is not new. This is not new. The U.S., uh, lest we all forget, decided not to take in Jewish refugees during the Holocaust. That is correct. Uh, The U.S. made much, and that should be, that goes down in history as one of the great shames of of the history of the United States of America. Yeah. We also rounded people up and put them in concentration camps. Let's not forget that we one did, either. We did indeed. We did indeed. Based strictly on the country that they weren't even necessarily from. Right. They descended from people who were. Yeah, but they really looked like those guys. <laughs> in fairness. You know, you can tell a Japanese dude. Oh. And uh, they really, they needed to be rounded up. No. Yeah. So, yes, anywho. many, many atrocities happened. What struck me about my friend posting this was that, you know, that was about being shame, the shame of America not taking in mm-hmm. refugees. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I look at this and I'm like, oh, shit, not only are we not taking refugees, we're kind of closer to Germany than we are to the America of the 1940s. Like, we are now dangerously getting, like... Fascism. It's been a fucking week, and it feels like a fascist regime. Okay. Like, they're not yeah. ramping up. They're just up. <laughs> they didn't... just got started with their thing, yeah. They just uh-huh. launched. Uh, so there we yeah. are. Um, the, the interesting thing about the refugees is that there is one group of refugees that Donald Trump has pledged to favor. Christians. Christian refugees! <laughs> Yay! Of course. Because they've been getting such Christians a raw have never deal. never done anything wrong. There's, well, and there's been... Well, and so here's the thing. Uh, the right, and especially the alt-right, have been, have been saying for a while, and this was uh, part of Trump's stump speech while he was on the campaign trail, was that Christians... You know, all these Muslims get all this refugee status and they come in here and, you know, we, we treat them so great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Really and Chris, meanwhile, Christians are being slaughtered in droves in other parts of the world and we just won't let them in. <laughs> this has been this has been like sort of the chant of uh, of of the right and specifically of him for a while now that we've been uh, that we've been uh neglecting the Christians all over the world because, of course, our previous president was a secret Muslim. Oh, and that, yeah, that, that much. Favored is. Muslims over Christians always. That clear. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that turns out not to be remotely true. Uh, there were, of the yeah. refugees, of the refugees who were let in, many, many Christians uh, have been let in over the years. Uh, usually. Really? Yeah. I find that shocking. Do you? Well, that's not what Breitbart told me at all. Well, I know, right? <laughs> Breitbart, usually right, Bart. Uh, <laughs> but not this. Not in this case. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, 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 when you look at pretty much any, uh, uh, any uh, actual figures. Yeah. You're going to find, for instance, uh, in 2016, the United States admitted almost as many Christian refugees, uh, 37,521, as Muslim, I almost said mushroom, as Muslim refugees, refugees, (laughs) they're delicious, Uh, 38,901 Muslim refugees. Um, So it's like, this is, this is just, again, it's alternative facting. It's a narrative that works, even if it ain't true. Hmm. Certainly plays well in Peoria uh, (laughs) in terms of of narratives uh, riling up the rabble. 
Uh, so, well, that's the point. It is the, very much the point. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you got to keep, especially this rabble. That's that's how you hold on to uh, power at the moment. Yeah, by uh, by making sure that everybody's angry and fearful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's well, uh, one ding for me. Yeah. Actually, two dings for me. Yeah. Because I am angry. I'm not angry the, the the way that they want me to be. Right, yeah. But I am fearful. I'm both angry and fearful, but yes, again, not in the... Oh, did you see the, the scary thing? I mean, every day it's a new little bit of terror that, that I feel. Uh, that he has now divested his... Uh, uh, his... Um, um, security council of military guys... And put Bannon in as like... I did not see that one. There's so much to try to keep up with. Yeah. It's just left, right, and center. There's just (laughs) nonsense happening everywhere. Fucking terrifying. Um, Yeah, actually, I went out to dinner with a a friend and her father um, the other night. And, you know, we were were just talking. We were just having a nice conversation. Hmm. And and a lot of it was even political, you know. um, But it was mainly sort of local... Uh, issues and whatnot Hmm. and uh and then you know somebody said the word trump and it was and i just Uh. i was like we're having such a lovely evening can we did you say that (laughs) not in so many words but basically i was like please let's not talk about trump right now and and so and there was actually agreement it was like Yeah. yeah 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 no 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 and then later on in the in the evening we ended up having a brief chat about trump but uh it just not at dinner. I don't want to talk about Trump is one of those topics that you don't talk about at dinner. Very much. Because you're going to ruin my dinner. Yeah. You and know? and you're going to make me, you know, I'm trying really hard right now to respect you and to care about what you have to say. And you're about to say something that will ruin that entirely. So maybe that's more dessert talk. <laughs> maybe. Maybe ruining my uh, my respect for you is more. No, something. no, 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 no. This is not people who were like, oh, re- oh. in any way supportive of Trump. Oh, okay. It's just it's. it's I just cannot can't even deal with it. Hear the name. I understand that, and even have stuff that I'm going to agree with be oh, talked yeah. about in reference to that man while I'm trying to eat my dinner. Yeah, I guess I understand that completely. Well, we have to talk about it now. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, yeah, yeah. That's why we're here. It's just, yeah, it, I can't, we're there. We're there to, like, all of the doomsday sayers who were like, you know, it felt, it feels melodramatic. Anytime you, you compare anybody to fascism of the 1930s and 40s and 20s. But guess what? Yeah. Uh, no, I know. Uh, we, we have arrived, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it's our new reality, and it's very strange one to be settling into. So there you are. I mean, uh, we've got we've got them protecting all of the things. Here's the thing: all the things that we've heard the right blathering about, and mm-hmm. it's all just point making. It's, it's like getting scoring points for them, mm-hmm. like. None of them were supposed to actually do anything. There was this unwritten rule on the right that we need these boogeymen mm. to stay boogeymen. Mm-hmm. We need Muslims. We don't want to actually do anything. We just need them to be the scary boogeymen. Well, maybe we were kind of foolish for thinking that they really didn't want to do anything. Well, I mean, because I think, I think it was a really easy mindset to have as a liberal in this nation to just be like... <laughs> really mean it well i they think don't i mean really hate muslims they don't really oh i knew that they really hated muslims that much was clear but here's the thing you look at like the actions of congress and the right side of the aisle hasn't actually taken any action for eight years they've just obstructed 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 right uh and in part that was because they weren't they didn't have uh you know the majorities that they have now right but this isn't Congress that's doing any of this. This is all just executive order after executive order. This is unilateral action coming from the White House, who's not working with the Congress on this. No. He's just, they're just doing it. Yeah. That, so, 
Well, I mean, what was really nice uh, this weekend, of course, was seeing uh, people protesting at the airports mm-hmm. in support of refugees coming into the country. Yeah. And then, of course, the federal judge uh, in New York um, putting a stay on the, the order. Yeah. Um, and so and, and there was just like this moment of kind of relief and, oh, my God, thank you. There's at least been some opposition, some sanity um, to to this, and we'll see how long that stay remains in effect. I guess some the dullest didn't honor the stay, which is great. Oh, really? Yeah, they were in contempt. Jesus Christ! And, uh, so you well, know, I, yeah, I guess every now and then you have to test how the system works. You got to check those checks and balances. And all and I just can, see how it works. It better all start falling in line. Yeah. Because if it gets broken, it could easily stay broken. Yeah. And people who do, don't respect certain parts of it and parts of it that aren't getting enforced properly, la la la. Suddenly we're there. We're in a heap of hurt. It's just so shit. So like we, yeah, we're we're now banning Muslims, but not all Muslims from coming. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, like there are a bunch of countries. I mean, when that, are they going to get around to banning all the Muslims? Right. Because that's what... That's what we really need. Or we can't ban the Muslims from Saudi Arabia because Saudi is one of our big uh, partners in both oil and military and whatever. And, but they're actually the real problem. Yeah, they're the ones that, yeah, I mean, never the mind the fact that the most, are... the most effective of all of the terror attacks that have ever happened in the United States were mostly Saudis. Right. Uh, never mind that. Right. This Why is, aren't they on the list? I mean, like the, that's right. potentially a real issue, even though I don't like the whole idea of the the blanket ban well, but it, why the fuck isn't saudi arabia on the list what it does is it proves that this is not what they're claiming it is yeah. because if this were what they were claiming it is saudi would be on the list uh, you know there'd be a bunch of other countries on that list but it's just about you know banning whoever it's convenient to ban right. or like like won't get us into too much trouble like his oil buddies won't get mad at him so that he, they're able to make it seem like they're banning muslims for the ones for the people who care about such a thing right they're ba- they're basically f- yeah they're following that's the promise to ban uh, muslims right yeah yeah and he's uh he's basically banning some of them well lord knows there's a shit ton of other like you know african countries that are that are my majority muslim you know there's it's not like he's banning indonesians you know right. what i mean like there's a bunch of majority muslim countries that he has that there's no ban on at all yeah but uh, but yeah, so it makes. <sighs> Here's the thing: they're just yeah. He's not going through the channels. He he's not checking with the uh, with with his legal counsel about whether or not this is a good idea. He is just unilaterally making decisions left and right. Just him and and his buddies are just going a little apy right now and feeding the hate. I you know so here here's one. I don't know if this is spooky or if this is okay. What does this mean? So you you saw the thing about the 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 Nazi that got punched. What's oh, what's yeah. his name? Uh, right, I can't remember, but yes, uh, was talking and he and, and to a reporters and he just got punched. Which, by the way, uh, I think we can conde- uh, condemn categorically that you can't just punch people uh, for disagreeing with Especially you, Nazis. I mean, those are the ones you want to punch. If they say something directly to you about right. you, punch them. I don't know. I don't care. But you don't want to make them a, a martyr of sorts. Not only that, but the last thing you want to do is say that this is a country where one, the way that we handle things is vigilante justice. Like, yeah. that's the worst way we can handle things. We want rule of law. Like, ask for a tightening of hate, of hate speech uh, right. uh, laws or whatever. No. That's great. Anywho, uh, I, one of the things that's interesting is that he that guy uh apparently came out said he was an atheist so maybe we're safe <laughs> if, if the nazis are atheists the nazis now, atheists? then maybe we're okay just kidding that's not an okay thing to think because yeah but i'm gay yeah that's they true they don't like me yeah they 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 guaranteed don't like me either for whatever reason yeah they'll, they'll find a way well, I mean, yeah, that just makes sense. Yeah. You specifically? Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, All no, the everybody. I can see that. 
And now that you've come up with a reason, I, I don't like you. So there you go. <laughs> You're banned. I ban you, Dan. We're banning each other. That's what we do here. Uh, these It's Trump's America where everybody's banned from everything. Oh, God. I um, just, the whole religious test thing, though, like, it's just not the way to run a country. It's not to run away, a way to run a refugee or an immigration program. No. Like, it's just disgusting. This is not who and we're supposed to be as no. a country. Like, the whole point of this country is the opposite of whatever's happening right now. So... Yeah. Stay tuned as America decides to morph into something some, else. Something much, much worse. Uh Boy, we thought it was bad. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't great before. But boy are we going through man, the the butterfly that's coming out of this cocoon oh. is not a pretty thing. Yeah, anyway. So there you go. Uh if you have anything you'd like to say about any of this, uh I'm sure you do. Uh, write to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. Uh, the telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, absolutely. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It's a closed group, but we'll let you in. It's a good place to go and vent all of your feelings about mm-hmm. uh, your religious family members saying <laughs> hateful, hateful, awful things. Uh, yeah, hey, uh, big thanks, big ups to uh, to the team that's moderating the, the Members Only Lounge, to uh, Sarah and Amy and Danny. And thanks to Mackenzie for all the hard work on Facebook with her posts and uh, just keeping the thing up and running. Oh. Doing a great job getting more likes yeah yeah it's great it's amazing uh hey thanks also to the red rock hot club and gordon johnston for the use of their music and thank you dear listener for listening we sure do appreciate it when you do (laughs) bye-bye